ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company. Well, everyone's hoping that uh, George Payton, the new general manager, will not back down like Tom Petty uh, urges or urged. <laughs> the late Tom Petty, the late great Tom Petty. Hey, it's Broncos Blast, and we're very pleased to have a special guest uh, this week uh, to have Joe Rolls joining us for the first time. He is a colleague of my partner on the air with me, co-hosting today, Ian St. Clair. Uh, you can uh, follow Joe uh, on on Twitter at Joe Rowe, J-O-R-O underscore N-A-N-F-L. Uh, also at Miles High report and listen to his reports and read them there. And uh, well, this segment, Broncos Blast, brought to you as always by Framed Art. Keep calm and frame on with Brian Hart at Framed Art. We're on a hockey theme this week, but you find all the Bronco memorabilia down there. That's where that organization and all our players go. Hoppy the- hockey theme this week. Check out their Facebook and their Twitter and look at the Framed New York Rangers signed jersey and the great job that they did with that. Framed Art also inviting you uh, that Friday. Yesterday was the first day to sign up for the 2021 Colwell Banker Denver Century Ride. Uh, there was a discount for early signups. Check that out. To support small business, every Saturday should be Small Business Saturday uh, for you at Framed Art, personal and sports memorabilia to museum quality fine art. Award-winning framer for all of Metro Denver, Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway. And on that note, we bring in first-time guest, uh, Joe Roll. Hey, Joe Rolls. Welcome, Joe, to the show. And uh, uh, Bronco fans are excited. They heard general manager George Payton, the new appointee, called the Broncos a sleeping giant. Uh, what do you What do you make of that claim? Oh, man, I loved it. Uh, George Payton and Champ Kelly were kind of my two co-favorites for the job. I, I preferred Kelly, but looking, the more I dug into Payton, the, I mean, the better he looked. Like, his experience goes back so far. Uh, he's been a great drafter. They've done a good job. They've been aggressive in free agency, and they found ways to win even even while they were juggling quarterbacks. So I thought that was really, it's really encouraging. He's a, he's a good hire. In terms of what you would do if you were George Payton and what you think, and you and Jeff Essery touched on this on your Cover 2 Broncos podcast, and listeners should definitely check it out. You guys really dive into the X's and O's of what the Broncos do and why they do it. But what will George Payton do at quarterback, at cornerback, at offensive line, with the coaching staff? What, what do you think – George Payton will do. So I dug into the Minnesota Vikings draft history. So I kind of have some, and again, it's important to kind of note that because Payton was the assistant GM, some of those moves weren't necessarily him, but they all kind of came on the same. They came together to kind of decide on it. Uh, I think cornerback is going to be a priority in the draft. Uh, the Vikings draft a ton. They, they drafted a ton of cornerbacks on either day one or day two, uh, more than any other position. Um, and then I think they're going to look at linebacker probably on day three. That tends to be what they did when he was with the Vikings. Because uh, I know everybody's kind of looking to see, like, upgrades at both those spots. Quarterback is kind of an open question just because the Vikings did a little bit of everything. Um, when George Payton came in, they inherited Tarveris Jackson. And early on, they brought in Gus Barat because they weren't sure on Jackson. And then 
they they actually benched Jackson for Farrat in Peyton's first year there, or his second year there. And then from there, they, they made a trade for Brett Favre. At one point, they traded for Donovan McNabb. They drafted Christian Ponder. They drafted Teddy Bridgewater. Um, they And then they went, obviously, and signed Kirk Cousins. So, I mean, I would say as far as quarterback goes for the Broncos going forward, I think all options are really on the table right now. Um, it could be Drew Locke. Uh, there's a reason I'm pushing for Deshaun Watson because obviously Deshaun Watson is probably one of the three best quarterbacks in football. Um, but then also this draft class is pretty good, and there's a decent chance that the Broncos could have a guy fall to them at nine. You mentioned the moves that they did on defense up in Minnesota, that is with, mm-hmm. between Spielman and, and Peyton. Do you think that's one of the reasons that Peyton chose Denver because Zimmer and Vic Fangio are, are somewhat similar in how they think and approach the game of football? Is that one of the reasons you think that George Peyton may have chose to come to Denver? I think there's a level of respect that Fangio earns in the locker room, and I think that that, that is definitely a thing. Because I think, first of all, I think because Payton was in the NFC North so long, he's definitely very familiar with Fangio, and he did a lot of pro personnel scouting. So he knows what Fangio's defense looks like and what makes it up. And so I don't think he would have come to Denver if he wasn't sold on Fangio. And then I, I just think the, the young personnel in Denver, it's really exciting. Uh, if you were a new GM coming in, yeah, there's questions about quarterback. And, you know, if you believe in Locke, you, you definitely buy in. But you look at the rest of the roster, you have Cortland Sutton, you have Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, you have Bradley. Like, you have a young nucleus on offense. And then on defense, you have Justin Simmons. And I, and I, I ardently believe that any GM worth his salt is going to sign Justin Simmons probably as one of their first big moves because it's just there's no reason why you wouldn't. Because, um, again, he's he's an all-pro, and if he continues to play at the level he's playing for, you know, for the years going forward, he's on a Hall of Fame track. Like, it's early, but he's playing at that kind of level. And then you have Bradley Chubb, and Malik Reed came on last year, and Alexander Johnson is no slouch. Like, the Broncos have a lot of pieces. They just need to kind of put it all together. You know, what What uh, What makes you think George Payton will come in and be aggressive? Six-year contract, a guy who's known for drafting and developing, although I, I am not impressed by the record that the Vikings have at quarterback. I've never been a Kirk Cousins guy. Um, you know, Case Keenum worked out for one year of his entire career. I will say I like Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, Brett Favre, Hall of Famer, but uh, was well past uh, his his prime when, uh, when he arrived. Why should this guy, uh, you know, be aggressive. He's got six years to draft and develop and just take his time. Well, and that's that's one of those things I think I'm really, really keen on seeing what happens. Because judging by, and again, we've only heard a little bit from Peyton himself so far, but from what he said, it sounds like when he knows the window is there, he's going to go and try and do everything he can to deliver on that window. And outside that, I think they're going to continue to try and build the nucleus. So, it's going to be really interesting to see what they decide to do at quarterback because I think that will say a lot about what Peyton's plans are for 2022 and beyond. Because if the Broncos, and, and, and just as a floating type thing, if the Broncos are to draft someone like, say, Trey Lance, and there's a decent chance that North Dakota State's Trey Lance is going to be there at nine, I feel like if they draft Trey Lance, he's thinking for 22 and beyond because Trey Lance isn't going to come in day one and be better than Drew Locke. That's a, that's a developmental pick. Um, but at the same time, as far as the quarterback stuff goes, it's so hard to get a guy in today. And, and the, the thing I really like about Peyton is that they kept trying. 
and they weren't deterred by failure, and they tried to learn from it whether they could. There's some moves I'm really skeptical of because I didn't like the Sam Bradford trade at all. And I thought Brett Favre, it made sense, but it was a very small window move. And again, they capitalize on it, but I, I, I would like to see them think long-term instead of doing something like that, if, if at all possible. Well, but what about Justin Fields? Mock drafts show at number nine, Justin Fields will be there. I've seen Todd McShay has uh, Fields, I think, at 15 yeah. going to the Patriots. Uh, th- now, that's not a long-term move, although he might not beat Drew, Drew like out the first day. That's a competition move. That that sends a message. What do you think about that? Uh, I actually have just been I, – I've watched five games of Fields, and I'm planning to watch more. I'm curious. I, I do think that there's a decent chance that he falls because I don't think he's going to have universal appeal in the in the league because you're going to have to build your offense around him rather than put him into an offense. So I'm really curious. I think if Peyton was to grab him, the plan is kind of – I would have a question of what they're going to plan to do with the coaching staff going forward because I don't necessarily know if Pat Sherman and Justin Fields are a perfect fit. That said, I am very excited about what he could do in the right offense because if somebody uses his legs and weaponizes his legs like Cam Newton or Kyler Murray or even like Deshaun Watson to some degree, like Justin Fields' ceiling is higher than Locke. One thing we haven't touched on throughout our Broncos segments yet is right tackle. Uh, it, it, yeah. Pretty quickly, what, what do you think the Broncos end up doing at right tackle? Do they bring back Jawan James if he comes back? What do you think Peyton does with that? I think they're stuck with Jawan James this year. And I know that sounds bad, but the, the way his contract is set up, it costs more to get rid of him, whether trade or cut. It costs more to get rid of him than to keep him this year. And the way the salary cap is kind of is most likely coming down, teams aren't going to be looking to make those moves. It's kind of you know spiting your face, despite your 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 uh, foot or whatever. But I do think the Broncos are going to try and draft a guy, or they're going to try and bring back Elijah Wilkinson to kind of be depth in the short term. But I do think they're looking to draft a guy because I think in 2022 they're going to move on with James from James unless he plays like an All Pro this year. Quick comment, Ian, before we go. I, I I'm in total agreement with that. I it will be interesting to see if. Juwan James comes back, especially if you look at Garrett Bowles' comments a couple of weeks ago on uh, him having to earn back the trust of the the Broncos, which is fascinating. But I, I, I do agree with you, uh, Joe, on, on what they're going to do with uh, right tackle and with Juwan James. Hey, Joe, really a pleasure to have you on the show. He's Joe Rolls. You can read him, listen to him at Mile High Report. Follow him at uh, (laughs) J-O-R-O underscore NFL. Uh, Always great insights. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Have a great day, guys. You too. All right, more futures on the Broncos right there. Next up, Ram Roundup. Kelly Lyle tells us we ask him about those cardiac kids. The men's basketball team is exciting in Fort Collins. They're really fun to watch. Are we seeing youth and maturity up there? We'll talk about that next.